Even though our world is broken, there is hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Candid Mike is here to share the gospel through life lessons and heavy-hitting interviews that will leave you inspired. In each episode, you will have the opportunity to make a difference in your personal life and in the lives of those you love. Today's episode has something good for you. I have uh, one of my best friends and uh, a wee lad here, uh, Carlos Pino. He is a future dietetics, or well, a future dietitian. Uh, he's currently studying dietetics at FSU. Um, I met Carlos how many years ago now? It's been about three years almost, exactly. About three years. That's pretty crazy how time flies. Um, but yeah, um, thank you guys for tuning in. And let's get to know Carlos a little bit. So, Carlos, man, how was life for you growing up? Life for me growing up? That's a good question. I guess I'll do this chronologically. I was born in Colombia, South America. And we came to this country when I was five or six years old. Vamos, Colombia. Yeah, <laughs> it's my country, although I've lived here so much of my life. We came to this country, I was five or six years old, and we kind of just made the, the leap here, you know. My family sold everything pretty much. Man. They had in, yeah, they sold pretty much everything. They got rid of their, their business. We were pretty well established over there. But What, what was their business? They had some kind of office. Uh-huh. My dad had some kind of furniture cleaning business. Oh, nice. And things went well for them over there. Yeah. But my family decided that this, that the U.S. was kind of the land of opportunity. You hear that in a lot of places. Yeah. And so we just made the leap and came here, sold everything, brought, you know, they brought all their savings with them. And we're in the U.S. We... Moved in with my uncle James, which was interesting <laughs> because he had a wife and, and two daughters. And here comes, you know, four more people wow. to live in your house. It wasn't it wasn't easy. Yeah, it wasn't easy for them. It wasn't easy for us. Mm. My uncle James is great, and I love him. Yeah. But living all together, we actually only lived there for about a month until we got our own apartment. <laughs> that's just the truth of it he's, you know he, he was there to help us get on our feet and and um and we have a great relationship to this day but so being a an immigrant going into a public school here in the u.s is is a little bit weird adaptation honestly mm-hmm. because you don't they didn't even know that i needed to be in esol classes english as a second language mm-hmm I got in trouble for falling asleep in class because I couldn't understand what the teachers were saying. And then they realized, well, this kid doesn't speak English. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But they, they finally put me in, in ESOL classes, you know, and and uh, that was that. I, I learned English and wow. grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. Honestly, I had a, a, a pretty great childhood and um, I'm thankful for that. You know, my family worked hard. My parents, uh, in the beginning, they worked full full time and then part time at night uh, mm-hmm. because minimum wage was a lot lower back in, in that day. I think. Yeah, it was. I think it was like less seven or less seven mm-hmm. bucks or less. 
Is, is there any any reason why they went to Jacksonville in particular? Or? Yes, that's that's where my uncle, my uncle James lived with his okay. wife. Okay, time. so that was why. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Man. And we moved out. We had, we had, bro. We had no furniture. <laughs> we moved out into an empty one bedroom apartment. Wow. And we used to all sleep in the, in the same room. I think. Yeah. Because uh, it was one bedroom. It was four of us. Wow, man. <laughs> And we used to go with, tag along with our parents to the part-time jobs. It was just cleaning buildings. Mm-hmm. And we just tag along with them and just kind of like hang out while they did the work and everything. And that was that was a long time ago. That was 16 years ago or something like that. And this is you and your two sisters? or Well, Kimmy hadn't been born yet. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I have two sisters. One of them just got married a couple weeks ago on October 21st. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we now have family, the whole side of like American family, which is pretty cool. So it's like, oh, we're all related now through this marriage. But Yeah. And my little sister just started high school. Oh, wow. Holy moly. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Wow. Dude, wow. They grow up fast, man. Absolutely. Her and I are pretty close. Mm-hmm. The little one. That's cool, man. <laughs> o- overall, I, I grew up in a, uh, you know, nice, uh, a nice home. And we had, you know, I wouldn't say we ever went through difficult, like, finances. Maybe, to me, it wasn't because I was young. Mm. But you know, my family's been able to uh, buy a house. It's a pretty crazy story because we almost lost that house how, how when the whole thing happened where the housing market crashed oh wait and all that stuff yeah. and man essentially essentially there was a pretty awesome way that we got to keep it man that's awesome somebody look out for you or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to think i was like oh would this be okay to mention <laughs> yes okay so what happened is my mom cleaned houses for you know for a lot of people they were like wealthy people and with the house with my family almost losing the house we we pretty much were, were getting evicted from it you know we had we had already packed all our stuff and we we're getting ready to go but then one so one of the guys that um one of the uh people that my mom worked for Ended up buying the house, paying for it in full because yeah, he's in full. <laughs> he's really stinking rich. Yeah. <laughs> and Dang. and you know my my mom had been crying. You know she like she was praying to God that we would be able to keep the house and and lo and behold the day pretty much the day before we we're gonna move out the man's wife the rich guy's wife. Um, went and and told us no don't move out like we're gonna do something about it and so they paid for the house in full and now we're paying them for the house wow which is pretty cool that is crazy it, it is crazy and i wonder um mm-hmm. i think he's the ceo and owner, owner of that entire company wow. great great guy so this is a, a real story you know and right. it's pretty cool to look back on that so we were able to keep the house and and fast forward to uh, high school, and and uh, high school was interesting. Of course, I was got good grades, thankfully, and was able to get into Florida State University. And go Noles. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of how everything came about with uh, life nowadays with studying nutrition and dietetics. And my family's always supported me heavily in my studies. So I'm, I'm really thankful for that, uh, for my mom and my dad always supporting me. So That's awesome, man. What did you, you do for fun growing up? Ooh, this was back in the days when kids used to play outside. You know? <laughs> Sadly. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I took up roller skating. I took up like scootering outside, biking. Man, pretty active. It was fun. I was an active kid for sure. I had this group of neighborhood friends and we would just go out and, and have fun. You know, there was this kid I used to play tennis with. We had no idea how to play, but we just tried. You know, we spent hours out there. It was fun. We lived in a, in a pretty good neighborhood. It was a apartments. It was an apartment complex. I was gated in, so um, we could play. My family didn't really have to worry too much about my safety or anything like that. That's nice. I played video games growing up a lot. I remember getting a PlayStation Two, uh, and that that was awesome. You know, PlayStation Two was a hit, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was only two hundred bucks. <laughs> Nowadays, it's uh, pretty expensive. Yeah, comparing to all the Xbox One, Xbox, you know, Two or whatever is going to come out with, it's, it's too expensive. But yeah, be a lot, of, a lot of a uh, neighborhood. I just would go out and play in the neighborhood a lot mm-hmm. with my friends. That's awesome, man. I remember playing in the neighborhood with my friends. We'd do some of the craziest stuff. I think the craziest thing we used to do is we used to set up a basketball goal near the street and we all put on rollerblades and play basketball with rollerblades on. What? <laughs> yeah, goodness. I don't even understand who caught who thought of that. But that was one of the most dangerous things we probably could have done as kids because you cannot stop all the time. So anyway, it was pretty fun, man. Um, man, that's crazy. Yeah. You have any favorite childhood memories? Favorite childhood memories, I think. I can think I can think back to Christmas. Christmas time has always been really joyful yeah. in in our family. It's just such a big, you know, because because from Colombia you have a this tradition where you celebrate the nine days of Christmas mm-hmm. every single night. Every family takes turns hosting the other families and providing a meal, and that sounds absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was it was great, and we get together and sing songs every day. Wow, you know, kind of anticipating the coming of of, of Jesus yeah. on on the uh, night of the twenty fourth. Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. I would definitely love to bring that tradition with me. Yeah, yeah, nine days. Nine days. Wow. So well, do you guys just get together at night and like eat and sing? Yes, exactly. Wow. Eat and sing, and there's like. Certain prayers. It, it, it's, it is from a Catholic background type yeah. tradition. Yeah. And it's supposed to represent like the nine months that, that Mary had Jesus in okay. the room. Okay. And every day you read like a part of the story that, mm-hmm. that uh, a part of the story of, of their journey, I guess, to get to the point where Jesus was born. And that's kind of what you do. You get together and you sing and you eat and, and it's a lot of fun and it's big part of the culture in Colombia. How do you feel as a young Colombian man today in America? How old are you now? 23. 23. Your birthday just passed, November 12th. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. 
happy belated birthday. Thank you. Um, yeah, man. I mean, what's your perspective on on life? As a 23-year-old Colombian man, I honestly, a lot of people have stories where you know, they've, they've faced some kind of, maybe some kind of opposition or something. I don't know. Maybe in other places, it's a little bit harder to be a minority, but Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida, it's, a, it's, it's pretty laid back. You know, you don't, you don't see a lot of, a lot of racism or anything like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's what my mind goes to because you think race and then you think racism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that go on. I mean, there are occasions where that has kind of affected the way that people saw us in the way. One time my mom was at Walmart and, you know, I think that she was speaking Spanish or something and my mom was just by herself though. And some guy gave her trouble because of that and just said, Hey, like, I don't know if he said, go back to your country or something like that. I mean, honestly, growing up, I, in middle school, you know, everyone's kind of, um, everyone can be a little bit harsh or unaware of, of the things that, that they say, but I, I would get called names sometimes. You know, I remember distinctly having someone call me a beaner, wet back, Mm -hmm. things like that. I'm sorry if those are offensive to anyone, but it's the truth, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and I'm like, man, people, kids sometimes, or people in general, we don't understand the impact that words have or what those things actually mean. But it wasn't anything that actually led me to, you know, it was just name calling. Thankfully, I never got you know, hurt or anything like that. I always went to good schools. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it was, wasn't ever really something that I felt I was in danger or anything. That's awesome. And that's powerful, man, because mm-hmm. everybody's perspective is different, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the beauty of what you're saying is, um, I mean, me personally, everybody has a different perspective and everybody has a different background. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we hear a lot of negativity. I think it's kind of, I think that's why both of our brains go towards racism when we start talking about the color of the skin. Um, yeah, but it's nice to realize that no, there's people who life experience it hasn't always been that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's few and far in between. But I think it has been bad, and some who haven't. I just think we hear more about the bad. Yeah, and even and even the name calling is bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying yeah. to end about that, but but um. I appreciate your perspective just saying, you know, Jacksonville's pretty laid back and you've never been like physically hurt or anything. I think that's that's probably man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and going along with that, I feel I feel that people admire when you're from another country. It's mm-hmm. a great conversation starter. If you're like, Oh, you're from Colombia, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you I know, yeah. Especially here in, in uh Florida State, people really People really admire that for some reason, and that's mm-hmm. awesome. And I think it, it is a, a kind of a testament to the new generation of mm-hmm. people that appreciate diversity, and yeah. and it's awesome. Yeah, and, and even like want to understand diversity. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that encourages me is that people are more willing to travel or more willing to embrace different cultures or eat different food or yeah. like the amount of restaurants in Tallahassee that happened that's popped up in the last three or four years is kind of mind blowing. There's so many different types of food now <laughs> for sure yeah, people love food i love food oh yeah you got indian food asian food mm-hmm. 
Colombian food. Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Soul food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of it's so good. <laughs> That's cool, man. Um, how would you say that? Well, you consider yourself to be a disciple of Christ. Mm-hmm. How would you say your perspective on the world has changed since you become a disciple? Oh, okay. I love that question. My perspective on the world, and that's that's some food for thought right there. Lots of head nods, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Becoming a disciple, uh, life definitely has changed, and my perspective on life has changed because the most important thing is, is no longer me. (laughs) <laughs> the most important thing is is God and, and Jesus and and it's not like a night and day like it doesn't happen you know, as soon as you decide to become a disciple it's something that is still happening even nowadays I mean you and I Mitch have been talking about things recently where God has been showing me parts of my character that I really haven't really need to go and, and but he's also been showing me his love through mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. my perspective on the world you know, it's, the world is, is honestly, it's not a good place, if I'm being real, but I knew that before I was a Christian, I, I knew that the, the world wasn't great, I mean, there's wars, and there's all these things, and there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of bad out there, but I think the difference is understanding why it's like that, I understand People do evil because it's Satan and because he's the one that has twisted man from the beginning. But I also understand the light that is God and that is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Understand how his love is able to impact the world. And I also understand that the world is what we see, but there's so much more to this universe than what we can see. Yeah. For sure. You know, we see all these negative things and, and, and we, you know, we keep our eyes focused on that and then we're going to, we're going to, it's going to get to us, but seeing and understanding that there's forces beyond what we can see, that God is there. We don't necessarily see him, that angels are there, but we don't necessarily see them, mm-hmm. that there is good and that, that good, although it doesn't seem like it is one day going to be the only thing that there is. I mean, it only makes sense. We know this world is evil, but that's got to change one day. And I feel like that's innate in, in everyone. Everyone sees that this world isn't perfect, but I think some people just accept it mm-hmm. as that's the way it's always going to be. Yeah. And I think as a disciple, you realize, no, that's not the way it's always going to be. And this isn't the way it was meant to be mm-hmm. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. God created everything to be perfect and and it fell, but he's in the process of restoring everything. So, man, man, I can I can resonate with what you said about just knowing the world's evil, but just kind of, well, that's just how it's gonna be, man. I feel like that summarizes my perspective before I became a Christian, because um, I was exposed to so many different things, but 
But at the end of the day, I just kind of thought that that was just what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like what, this is what it's going to be. And, you know, maybe there's more out there, but I don't really know what that is. Uh, so I, I feel like I kind of settled um, for a while. And then, thanks to God, he kind of woke me up. I was like, hey, <laughs> you don't have to settle. There's, there's some truth behind this, I think. What the perspective you shared about knowing why all this is the way it is and that God didn't design it this way nor, nor intended to be this way. That's pretty powerful, man. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on that. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's awesome. Um, wow. If um, if you could give people your age or younger one piece of advice, what would you what would you say? I got I got two answers. Okay. And then it says, one, uh-uh, seek God with all your heart, soul, mind. Mm. No matter where you're at, you know, it's it's a lot different than you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, I know not everyone listening might be able to relate to this, but it's true. It's worth it. It's the only thing that's worth it. That's worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. And God loves us. And he's loved us since before we even decided to to follow Jesus. And kind of another answer that I have is people my age. Listen to feedback. <laughs> when somebody tells you something that you need to do better and then and listen to that. And again, people not, might not always be right, but listen to what that person has to say. I think a lot of times... I think that there's a lot of good decisions I've made because I've listened to feedback and there's also some bad decisions that I would have not made had I listened to what somebody was telling me. Mm -hmm. I think people around us see things in us that we don't always see. Uh, For example, my dad, you know, my dad was telling me recently that it was hard to hear, but he was telling me recently, hey son, like I don't, I don't know how, how much passion you have for your career. He was telling me this back around Christmas time. And, and I love my dad. And he's, I mean, he's a true speaker. You know, he, I mean, he says what, what he wants to say. And at the time, I was having a hard time with that. I was like, Dad, you don't you, you don't know what's going on in my life. And this, this, and that. But as, as time has been going on, I'm realizing, man, I need to, I need to do a lot better in, in, in my career and in my studies. And my dad was right, even though it was hard to hear. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it would have been had I listen to him listen to him in that, in that moment and, and i did listen but i as time goes on it wake, it, it kind of clicks clicks more and more how important it is to actually be a not just an okay student but a great student especially in grad school so those are the two things that i would say is one uh, keep pursuing god no matter what whether you identify as a christian or not and seek the truth and number two, listen to feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Those are probably pieces of advice, man. Um, the truth is, is out there and available. It has to be. It absolutely has to be because to assume there is no truth will make that true. Um, and then what you just said about getting feedback, it reminds me of this proverb 27 verse 6. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. Mm-hmm. But the enemy multiplies kisses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and and I can go back as well in my life and pinpoint those pivotal conversations 
where people told me something I needed to hear, and boy, I didn't want to hear it in the moment, mm-hmm. man. You know, you get defensive, you're like, you feel your blood start boiling, you're like, I don't want to hear this, man. But then, the more you think about it, you're like, ah, like, they're right, you know? And even if they're not right, they care enough to say something, you know? So, Absolutely. that's awesome, man. It's awesome that your, your dad will look out for you and stuff like that, man. What, by the way, what is your career? What's your career goals? What are some, some things you want to do? I want to be a registered dietitian working at a hospital. In case you don't know, a registered dietitian is somebody who uses nutrition therapy to help people get past illnesses. Wow, that's awesome. It's it's pretty cool, as I've been yeah. discovering this yeah. semester. We've done a lot of interesting case studies. Think about someone that gets sent to the ER with a gunshot wound, mm-hmm. right? In the stomach... How are they going to eat? Hmm. You know, and, and the awesome thing is that you can feed somebody through a J-tube that, that goes in your small intestine, or you can feed somebody through their veins when you're literally putting fat, amino acids, and carbs into their... You can feed somebody through their veins. Yes. It's ridiculously <laughs> expensive. Yeah. But you can. You can what? keep somebody alive that way. That's insane. Is that right into the bloodstream? Yeah. Wow. From, from what I know, yes. Man. It's pretty awesome. And again, it's really expensive. <laughs> that, that gets into the whole healthcare cost thing, but that's another podcast. Another podcast. It's awesome because, because I think people are realizing how important nutrition is both in preventing chronic diseases and, and also helping get better results from the intensive care unit at the hospital. Yeah, man. Wow. So you can use nutrients and apparently difficult tactics <laughs> to take care of people and help them rehabilitate, help them, I guess, and even maybe not even just rehabilitate, but even be healthier. Yes, and, and even save lives because... Yeah. Think about this, you know, people as they get older or especially when they fall into a serious disease state, people lose muscle mass. Mm. Loss of muscle mass is pretty much directly correlated to higher mortality rates. When people get older or especially when they get sick, you know, people lose a lot of weight. A lot of that is lean muscle. The more lean muscle that you lose the more likely you are to uh, basically die. Mortality rates are, are connected with uh, loss of lean muscle mass. Man. So one of the most important parts of medical nutrition therapy is preserving that muscle mass. Mm. And what you need to do to do that is increase the protein intake. You know, increasing protein intake and if the patient can, not even if it's a patient, but if, if it's just someone, an elderly person, the importance of, of doing exercise is... It's absolutely important because it's actually connected to mortality rates and, and health. Wow. But thinking about this, if a patient has had a surgery or some other kind of stress on the body, you need protein to heal and you need calories. Your body's not going to heal itself if it doesn't have a surplus of energy. It literally will not heal. Or if it does, it'll be at the expense of lean body mass, mm-hmm. basically taking your other muscles to heal that surgical wound or to heal that other wound so 
it's important and I think it's an exciting part of medicine that's coming up and I'm glad to be a part of it. Wow. So you, so studying dietetics right now. So one of your future goals is to become a registered dietitian who works at a hospital. Wow. Yes. And do you, do you want to stay in America? Do you want to stay in Florida? Are you thinking, would you possibly want to go back to Columbia or anywhere else? I would love to be in Florida for the time being because mm-hmm. that's where my mom and dad are. Mm-hmm. And my family's in Jacksonville. Mom, sense. Yeah. mom, dad, little sister, older sister. I have a lot in Jacksonville. I, I think I would love to live in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. to be honest. Maybe one day, if there's some way that I could use nutrition to, to go help, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I would love to take an opportunity like that mm-hmm. to go to some, some countries where healthcare might not be as available but i'm just not sure how how much on the forefront nutrition is right okay cool man um any any last thoughts for the people who are gonna listen i hope my story didn't bore you (laughs) (laughs) well they made it this far (laughs) yeah they made it this far (laughs) No, that's that's pretty much it. I just want to say I'm thankful for uh, Mitch and all that he's done for me in my life. Uh, great guy, and I definitely support these podcasts you're doing, bro. Thanks, man. Uh, absolutely, man. Keep keep doing it. This really makes you think. Uh, think these questions really make you think, man. So thank you for interviewing me. I was I was excited when when you asked me about it, bro. I'm I'm honored to be able to interview you. It's a, it's a pleasure, and I uh, appreciate your story, man. It's always so neat to me listening and learning things that I, I, I didn't know, so <laughs> it's awesome. Good deal. Thank you for listening to Candid Mike, where we share life and ministry principles to inspire transformation and ministry development. Each episode is a joy for us to record, and we are so thankful that you tune in to listen to us. A big thanks to Steezy Prime for our show music, which you can find more of his music on SoundCloud at Steezy Prime. Please stay tuned for our next episode and follow us on Instagram at Candid Mike Podcast. Thank you. Until next time.